Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. Okay, this is Alan Blaine, and I'm very excited to bring our special guest today, my dear friend, Gabe Boer. Growing up in a musical family that toured six months of each year, Gabe had an untraditional education. His experiences gave him a hunger for a lifestyle of freedom. At 19, he began his first business, a lawn care business, while also working as a barista in the early mornings, and get this, performing at a dinner theater every night. Around this time, his health deteriorated dramatically, which prompted him to learn about health and nutrition. Once he gained his health back, his passion for whole food nutrition set the stage of what would become yet another business for this entrepreneur. After five years of growing the lawn care business and also getting married to the love of his life, Mandy, Gabe's priorities shifted. He sold his lawn maintenance company and together with his wife bought a coffee shop. Now, 13 years later, that little drive through coffee shop has grown to four stores, a wholesale bakery location, and a coffee rotisserie. Gabe has been traveling with Mandy and their son, Troy, for the past four months, enjoying the time and financial freedom he has worked towards. Gabe, welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast. Thank you, Alan. Thanks a lot for having me here. Appreciate it. I'm just so excited that you took the time out of your schedule to come on here with us and get to share a little bit of your story. We've been great friends for many, many years, and you've been extremely successful in a variety of ways in your life. And when I started thinking about different ones that who have overcome and are still walking through challenges in life and yet succeeding anyway, Nicole and I both thought of you. And so I appreciate you taking the time to share. And, and where I'd love to start, if you could, I've read a little bit about who you are, but if you could just kind of give us the 30,000 foot view and just tell our listeners a little more, the Cliff Notes version of your story, if you would. Sure. Well, I grew up in a family of eight kids and seven boys and one girl. And I think we all just had a driving fire in us to be, I don't know if it was independent, but uh, we a lot of us became entrepreneurs and uh, just had a drive to succeed. I like the the school of hard knocks term, and that's pretty much what we went through. I know that's what I went through. It was challenging. It was exciting. And uh, I think the biggest thing when I come up to challenges and that kind of stuff is just don't quit. I appreciate your life's hard succeed anyway, the title of your podcast, because really that's the truth. I mean, just keep on going when the hard things come along because they will guarantee so you're one of eight siblings and your parents were entrepreneurs then, or would that be accurate to say? My dad actually was a pretty steady guy. He had uh, a couple different jobs, but he was a contractor as well. But really my mom was kind of the visionary and she uh, really loved uh, the whole music thing. And so they both jumped on board with that. And so we uh, we played a lot of music growing up. We toured throughout the United States, Canada, Mexico, and some of Europe. And it was it was definitely a different education. We were all homeschooled. It wasn't a, a massive priority, although we you know, went through it. It was more of learning as we went down the road and a lot of geography and history and all that kind of stuff. And just overall business experience too with, hey, we're all part of it. And so we learned what made it work, what didn't work and all that kind of stuff. So were both of your parents musicians as well? I mean, I know you and maybe it's accurate to say all of your siblings are professional musicians or were at one point. Were your parents both musicians or how did that whole family band get started back in the day? 
Well, my parents both played music, but they didn't do it professionally or anything like that. But I think it was my grandparents that really kind of breathed a lot of that into us. Some of my brothers, I know my brother Rudy, I think at 10 or 12 years old, he uh, saw somebody playing the fiddle because my grandparents took him to an old time fiddlers association concert or get together. And he's like, I want to do that. He saw another young man playing the fiddle. And sure enough, he picked it up and started playing it a lot. And I think when he was 18, he won the national championship. And not that we all achieved that, but just, uh, you know, we all kind of picked up our instruments and went forward and had a lot of fun with it. So you grow up, you're entrepreneurial, you've got your lawn care business, you meet Mandy, you get married, and you start a coffee shop at some point shortly, I guess, thereafter marriage. What caused you to go into that line of work? Well, as you kind of mentioned, I had worked previously at my brother's shop when I was 16, 17, something like that. That was an interesting experience to me because I loved seeing details come together with a nice polish at the end. So in other words, you know, you're making a drink, you're putting all the details together and you're making it right because, you know, it's got to taste really good. And then have that guest services at the window and make people smile. I love seeing people smile. I love making their day. And in the coffee shop world, you have a few seconds to do it every morning. And you can actually be an impact on somebody's life that way because you see them so often, even though it's a short amount of time. And so another part was I really like working with my wife. Mandy is an incredible partner in business and just everything that we do. We, we try to do it together. So we wanted a place where we could work together in and we didn't have any kids at the time. And so we started that little coffee shop and spent a lot of hours there because there were no other employees. It was just us. And we absolutely loved it. And we connected with a lot of people in the area. And our goal really was just to be a bright spot in the community and then hopefully to be employing people and kind of share that vision through them to the community. And so that's where we ended up growing and adding more stores and wholesale bakery and the roastery as well. Love it. So let me see if I got this right. So growing up, as I read your bio, that you had a lawn care business and you were working as a barista in the morning and playing professionally in the evening at the... Was that the Chuck Wagon Dinner Theater? The Dinner Theater. That's right. In that season of your life, you were actually working as a barista at your brother Rudy's coffee shop. Is that correct? And that's where you kind of got exposed to the business, if you will. Mm -hmm. So then you start your own, you and Mandy about 13 years ago. Is that right? That's right. And it's grown to four different stores, the bakery, the coffee rotisserie. What would you say has been one of the keys to your success? Because you've obviously had a lot of it. Yeah. Well, we've had our ups and downs, (laughs) but mainly I would say it's been ups because it's been quite a ride. We've learned so much and ultimately I attribute it to God. He's given us the grace to continue to move forward and to work through the challenges and that kind of stuff. But, you know, really, I think, uh, you know, as the challenging times come, or, or it's kind of like when you've got your mountaintop experience and everything's wonderful, hunky-dory, you know, you can see out a long ways and it's great, but you're not necessarily growing that much in the mountaintop. But it's when you're down in the weeds, you're down in the valleys where you're really growing. It's where the luscious stuff is, but it's hard. You can't really see that far. And uh, those times are really, I think, what, grew us into a spot of, you know, recognizing that you got to just keep pushing forward no matter what happens. And you got to have that state of mind that I'm not going to give up. And when those hard things come, I mean, I remember a time where we had a a lot of turnover in our team and it was really sad because every team member, I almost feel like his family because we're the Terra family. There was a lot of challenging feedback and had a lot of voices in my head, so to speak. It was hard to fight against that, but to realize that, hey, no, this is something that if I'm able to grow through, I will be stronger at the end. And I'll recognize how much more important it is to value our team members and 
change the way I do things to really put others first. I love it, Gabe. What would you say has been one or more of your bigger challenges to date, personally or in business? I think probably the biggest challenge I've ever had is when our son was born and he was born early, a couple months early, and uh, he was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. And that was something I had never heard of it before. And we almost lost him a couple of times in that two months of being in a NICU. It was a very challenging time because here, you know, we were new parents. We were excited, super excited about having a child after seven years of not having a child. And the doctor's telling us we couldn't. So that was just amazing. But, you know, just being that super protective dad in the NICU with my wife and and we're trying to make sure that his care is the best and working through all those details and then realizing that, you know, when you come out of it, because we didn't have insurance, we had about a $1.2 million hospital bill. And that eventually I tried to work through that, but we had eventually ended up going bankrupt through that. And just all the the emotional part of almost losing your child and having a child with, they say, a terminal disease. I know God has all of our days numbered. So I know that he will be here on this earth as long as God wants him to, just like me and you. Absolutely. You know, just working through the emotional part of that and also through kind of losing a lot through the bankruptcy, thankfully not the business. But I think that was probably one of the biggest challenges. That was a double whammy, Gabe. I mean, you've got the finding out after, did you say seven years of not being able to conceive? Did I hear right? Yep. And then you're excitedly awaiting the arrival of your first and to date only child Mm -hmm. who is then you find out has cystic fibrosis. Yeah. How old is Troy now? He's eight years old. He's eight. And as you said, God has our days numbered. And I'm so thankful that he knows. But do they say what the average lifespan is of someone with cystic fibrosis just for all myself and our listeners? Yeah, I think back when we were all trying to figure that stuff out, I think they said around 30 to 40 years. But they're now finding that, you know, there's people that have lived longer and they don't, it seems like they don't really know. (laughs) So his prognosis at first wasn't very good because he had to have intestinal surgery right at the get-go. And that's why he came early and that kind of stuff. But now, anytime we go in for a doctor's visit, the doctors are kind of amazed. Actually, we just had a hospitalization, which usually happens every six months to a year for a cystic fibrosis child or, or person. He didn't have a hospitalization for four years. Wow. One of the RTs, the respiratory therapist said, are you sure he has cystic fibrosis? Wow. Praise the Lord. I love you. I just want to give you a big hug. But I'm doing really well. And we're just super thankful for that. And God has allowed us to uh, have some great supplementation to be able to help him get to where he's at and a great doctor as well. And just super thankful for where we're at with him. I love Troy. He is one of my favorite little guys in the whole world and just the sweetest gentleman. That's what he is. He is a kind gentleman with an incredible personality. And I just can't wait to get to see him again. It's been way too long. I can't imagine though, being in that situation, Gabe, I think so many of us, or I'll speak for myself, being in the midst of the fire and the toughest of times. And I wish I could say that I always had a great attitude and that I always could see and believe that God was doing something amazing in it. And that, you know, I was always positive in the midst of it, but that would not be true for me personally. Were there times in there when you were just really having challenges just with your own internal self-talk? And if so, like maybe feeling sorry for yourself. I don't know if you did. I know I've, I've done that before asking why me, those kinds of questions. And if you did struggle with anything like that, how did you work through all that? Because I know you always seem so positive, you and Mandy both so positive, 
so happy. I do believe it, it's genuine. I know you have an incredible marriage. And those are two traumatic, challenging, difficult things that stress marriages, that stress people, that stress lives. Major, major financial challenge, $1.2 million hospital bill through that bankruptcy, and then just dealing with all the hospital stuff that I know you're not even scratching the surface on that you've been through over the last eight years. Can you kind of walk us through just a little bit of some of those challenging thoughts and how you kind of work through those? Sure. I'm totally with you as far as I wish I had all the stuff to get through it just perfectly and be like, oh, every day is a wonderful, beautiful day. But no, I've definitely had those days. That's like, Lord, what's going on here? And I definitely give him the credit for bringing us through it because I can imagine not knowing the Lord and, and you know having his truth, having his word there by me every day, being able to read it. So I would say that's the number one is being able to just dig into him and know that even though I don't know what's around the corner, I don't know why the situation is the way it is. I know that he has a plan and I rest in that. One of the verses that comes to mind that I've said verbally out loud, just as I'm by myself, is that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's been a, a theme of mine that I, even when, you know, you hear the voices, even when, you know, people are telling you you're a total nutcase and everything else. And, you know, you're wondering why what's happening and everything else. And I know that he's given me a sound mind. And he's given me the opportunity to call upon him. And really, that's at the base of getting through all this stuff in a way that is not fake, in a way that I can share the pain and the reality of it, but at the same time, knowing that there is such a far greater purpose. I mean, I would never choose to have a different son than Troy. I would never want that. He has given us so much, you know, the, the hardships that we've gone through with him, the great things, you know, everything. If I was to do it over again, I wouldn't do it differently. And even though, I don't want to have that pain again, but at the same time, it's taught us a lot. And I think, again, just pressing through, don't give up. I think of that movie, Facing the Giants, and right. uh, the guy out on the football team, and he's saying, don't give up, don't give up, or whatever he's saying. It's, uh, that's what I think about in life, is like, if you look at life that way, and you just don't give up, I think that is a key thing. I remember getting up, we had a time where we, we had quite a turnover in our team members. And uh, it was a lot of work trying to write the management, you know, kind of get things balanced out. And I was working 80 to 90 hours a week for a few months in a row. And I remember getting up at three o'clock in the morning, going to work. And, you know, we were I was going to bed around 10 or between 10 and midnight. And I was just tired. Woke up and I'm like, man, I'm not sure how long I can do this. But once I put my feet on the ground and I got up and go take a shower and finish off in cold, man, I was ready to go. And you just know that if I know that I've got to get past that hard time, I've got to get past that, oh, poor me, that doesn't work. That does not have any equation in there. You have to think beyond that. I would say those are the things that, you know, got me up every morning. As soon as we fall into, you know, what I'd call the victim mindset of poor me, why me, nothing good is coming out of that until we get that corrected in our perspective and our thinking. And that's why I think these interviews are so helpful and people like you that have been through the fire and come out with some burns. Yeah. Some, some pain. Yes. But you've grown through it and you've just been a great example of how you can succeed in your health and in your marriage and in your businesses and everything that you're doing and impacting lives. And Troy, yeah, what a well, awesome blessing he is. In hindsight, when you look back, is there anything that you feel could have prepared you better for the challenge? Had you known what you know now that you were going to be facing? It's a good question. Well, I would say slow down a little bit. I tend to go through life at 
breakneck speed, at least I used to, and I'm starting to go, hmm, is that really the right speed? <laughs> and really thinking through things, you know, as, as Keith Cunningham says, now go think on it at the end of his chapters. And I think that's really important that we take some time aside to go think on what's in our minds, what's in our hearts, and what is set before us. So I think that would be a, a huge thing. I would have liked to have done that better. Yeah. Do you feel like the challenges going through the bankruptcy and having a child that's not born in optimal health and with some physical challenges and limitations, do you feel like that's given you a better ability to relate with others, to encourage others, a platform, if you will, quote unquote, where you can look back now and go, hey, it's put me in opportunities to be able to be an encouragement to someone else that I couldn't have been possibly and probably had I not been through these various things. And I know we've got hopefully, you know, many years ahead of being able to be an encouragement in others' lives. But I would imagine that to this point, you already would see that. And I'm curious how much you've been able to see that being worked for good in your life. Yeah, I definitely have seen opportunity for that. That's been a huge blessing. I, I realize also that as challenging as it was, there's always somebody going through something worse. I think anything we go through, God uses it for good and the encouragement and betterment of others. And I hope that is the case with Troy's that we're a blessing to others and with the bankruptcy, whatever it is, whatever hard thing we go through. I've seen examples of it, I guess, to answer your question or opportunity, definitely. Yeah. And then there's probably all the other times that you're just unaware of where people like Nicole and myself are looking on, are so encouraged by you and Mandy and what you're doing and the lives that you're leading amidst the challenge of things you're dealing with. And for our listeners, hopefully you won't mind me saying this, but is that we're planning a trip together. And it was what, about a month ago that we got the message from you all that Troy was back in the hospital and you didn't even know if you'd be able to make the trip. And that's how much this impacts your life on a day-to-day real-life basis, and yet you guys just walk through life with a pep in your step and a joy unspeakable and, again, succeeding in all the various ways. So all that to say is I know personally you are encouraging many people, ourselves included. So thank you for that. What would you say, Gabe, if you could go back in time and you could tell yourself, you know, we obviously were all learning and growing as we age and experience different things. What what would be something you'd tell your younger self if you could go back in time before these challenges and others that we've talked about anyway? What advice would you give yourself if you could? Well, kind of like I mentioned before, I think was slow down a bit and go think on it before you jump into a situation and bring others along with me on the ride. I really look out for others and I have a more of a perspective of trying to see how you can make other people successful around you and not so focused and driving so hard on, hey, I want to get that. And so I'm just going to go for it, but really just include others along in that vision and ride. It gets so much more fun and so much more enjoyable. And yeah, I think that'd probably be that. That's some great advice. Would you give any different advice? Is there any advice you'd give to somebody in the midst of their major challenge in life right now that may be listening to this podcast? Well, I go back to the most encouraging things that were to me during during some of those times. And again, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then also another verse, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And, you know, I don't know about anybody else out there who's listening to this, but sometimes the voices in your head, you can just start feeling like you're going nuts. 
I mean, you've got this challenge and that challenge. And a lot of times it just all starts breaking at the same time. And you're just like, okay, wow, what do I even do right now? I feel like I'm backed in a corner. And sometimes you feel like you're losing your mind. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has been there, but I've yeah. been <laughs> yeah. kind of crazy. Like, in the lack of sleep, you know, you've been on caffeine for too long. You know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. And I take great comfort in that verse, knowing that God has given me the sound mind and I cling fast to it because he has definitely brought me through those times. And I give him all the glory for that. So really, that's what I would say about that. It's a great piece of advice. Do you have a favorite success quote that you'd like to share, Gabe? Yeah, one that comes to mind, as a man thinketh, so is he. And uh, it's actually Proverbs out of the Bible, but you know, you can hear all kinds of people preaching on that. And uh, I think there's a reason why God put that in there, because our mindset is so important. If we view ourselves as failures, if we view ourselves as, I don't know, whatever it is, that's who we are. I've heard of it different ways. You know, there's a skinny man, the fat man, you can listen to one or the other inside of you. But just know that as you think, you know, if you feel like you're not that successful of a person, and I don't mean in monetary ways, I mean, just in general, when you go about doing something, know that you can do it. Absolutely can do it. Other people have. Right. Other people have gone before you. I see that sometimes where, man, how did somebody do that? And I think, oh, I couldn't do that. Well, wait a second. They did it. I can do it. Right. But just kind of taking that courage as well and and just knowing that you can go through things and, and just make sure that you're walking forward, not backwards. It's a lot better to fall on your face than it is your back, I believe. Oh, yeah. Fail forward. That's some great advice, Gabe. And for any of our listeners, if someone wants to hear a little deeper dive into that whole idea of our thoughts and our mind, and as a man or woman thinks, so is he or she, as Gabe just quoted that Proverbs episode 15, I went into a lot more detail on that particular episode about mastering our mind. If anybody's interested in that and you might've missed it, what would you say you're currently excited about right now, Gabe, when you're looking to the future, maybe just anything in the future, something you're working on, looking forward to, just what are you excited about when you think about the future? Well, I'm super excited about my walk with God and my uh, marriage to my wife, who's just an incredible person, and my son. Troy is, is absolutely amazing. We And we have this opportunity to spend with him because, you know, I think more than normal, we don't know how long we have with him. And so it was really neat to be able to take some time and just spend with him. Other than that, I'd say uh, in our business, we have a lot of opportunity in our business. There's a lot of growth opportunity and we're starting a, a new business. I started a new business with a couple other people and is servicing the coffee industry. And I think it has huge potential. So I'm really excited about that. I love opportunity. That's what excites me. We have so much here in America that we can do. There's no reason why somebody should be out of a job. There's no reason why, you know, we should be just kicking back. You know, there's seasons, but there's just a lot of opportunity to continue forward. I love it. That's right. What would you say is one habit, a practical habit that has helped you become successful? I have to admit, I'm not good at habits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of a strong visionary who kind of breaks habits a lot. So. I would say that even though it's not necessarily a daily habit, always going back to the basics of who I am. You say, for instance, your core values. If you were to write your core values out, if you always go back to those, always repeat them to yourself, say, hey, this is what I'm about. Uh, in the business, and I've, it's pretty much been our personal as well, is do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. So how can I do that today? Kind of going back, and again, it's that mindset when I wake up in the morning, 
what am I thinking about? What thoughts am I having? And am I taking those thoughts captive? And it's more of a mindset area, I would say, that is continuing to kind of preach to myself almost to say, all right, where are you at? Are you holding thoughts captive? Are you truly thinking on the right things? Yeah. I love it. Being intentional in your thinking and filtering everything through your core values, which I know you all enough to know what your core values are built upon. And that's the word of God. Yeah. Is that one of your mottos or or one of your slogans there with your company? You said do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. What is one of the best pieces of advice you'd ever received, Gabe, as we start to wrap this up here? Boy, that's a hard one. <laughs> There's been a lot of people that have spoken into my life that I'm super grateful for. But I would say that it's to watch out for your mindset because it's the thing that can really get you down or keep you up and uh, always be uh, guarded for what you're watching, hearing, and believing. Such great advice. Is there a book that you'd recommend to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway listeners? Well, I'd say number one, the Bible. <laughs> it has it all in there. Absolutely. Uh, but I do appreciate that people have taken some concepts and really dug in. And of course, you know, just watching people's lives. I really appreciate Keith Cunningham's The Road Less Stupid. He's got a great perspective, I think, and he's been through a lot. And he shares those things just as, you know, you'd sit down with your dad. And, All right, dad, give me some advice here. And he just goes through that. That's the way I see that book. As a visionary, I've appreciated uh, Rocket Fuel. It's been an encouraging book as well. And, and for marriage, if you guys are looking for a great marriage book, somebody told me about this one a while back, and it really changed my marriage. We had a great one before, but it just enhanced it a lot. It's called Love Life for Every Married Couple by Ed Wheat. And I just highly encourage every couple to go through that. I have not read that. Love Life for Every Married Couple is the name of it? Yep. By Ed Wheat. Ed Wheat. Okay. And that's the rocket fuel for the marriage then, it sounds like. Exactly. <laughs> awesome stuff, Gabe. Thank you so much. Hey, what's the best way for our listeners to connect with you and follow along on your journey if they choose to do that? Well, my wife had talked about doing a blog or something like that, but it's only been talked about. So we don't really post much. I'm not really on Instagram or anything like that. But if you ever want to get a hold of me, my email is Gabe, G-A-B-E at Terra, T-E-R-R-E, coffee.com. Maybe one of these days we'll put up a little blog of our journeys, but it's not there yet. <laughs> right on. So email, if anyone wants to contact you or connect with you, Gabe at TerraCoffee.com. By the way, that is the brand of your coffee businesses, correct, Terra? Yep. T-E-R-R-E, yep. coffee in the uh, Pacific Northwest, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls area, Idaho. Right on. Hey, Gabe, thanks so much for your time. Any closing comment that you want to share with our listeners before we call it a wrap? I just want to say thank you for having me on here, Alan. Thanks for being a part of my life. And I've been super encouraged to see you be so steady and steadfast in your drive to uh, encourage others and bring people along the ride. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing a little bit of you and Mandy and Troy's story with our listeners and have an awesome day, Gabe. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Take care, Alan. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblain.com, spelled A-L-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contact page. Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more people and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance and make it a great day.